The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So in thinking about uh, relationships, um, this is something that came up yesterday, so what you said reminded me about this in thinking about people as, or, you know, the the things as objects, especially when you're in a hurry, you know, get out of my way, Toyota, you know. Um, I've I've been noticing this too, and what I'm interested in exploring uh, for myself is not only the conditions um, that habitually create the conditions for me to not see people as people. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even the cars. I mean, it's like, you know, even in a grocery store, I can see myself, you know, treating people. I mean, it's like they're, they become flat. Like the concept you were saying, they're flat. You know, they, they're flat. They're not three-dimensional. They're not, they're, they're something, they're just like something to navigate, as opposed to feeling a sense of this is a being. And I found for myself when I noticed that flatness, because it's becoming more highlighted as I do this exploration around looking at relationship, when I noticed that flatness, um, there can be a little conscious reminder in the mind. So this is bringing in a little bit of a practice or a little bit of, of, um, of wisdom that... You know, just simply a reminder to myself, this person has a life. You know, this person has their own, you know, they don't simply exist in this moment and then disappear when I leave the grocery store. You know, they, they, they and, and just that little reflection has, has had an impact to bring more of a three-dimensionality to that person. And that begins, somebody asked me the other day in, on Sunday, you know, why do I call it relationship for these little, you know, things that happen so fast? And because that switch from looking at somebody as a flat concept versus acknowledging them as a being creates that feeling of a connection in some way. And so, you know, even in cars, you can, I, I can feel this kind of thing, you know, to, to, to just recognize or remember that, yeah, look, look at all of these people doing their thing. And it just creates this sense of connection. And so that practice of noticing, you know, not to necessarily, you know, try to go around finding that connection, but to just remind yourself, yeah, this is a person, and for me, that has sometimes, you know, if my mind is really tight or contracted, even that reminder is just like, oh, it becomes a concept. It's, it's, it doesn't kind of enter in more fully. But there are times when just that reminder whoo, drops me into, it's, it's more that, um, in a way, I wonder if it's more the, the, the space of awareness again. You know, it's a, you're back in the space of really knowing more truly what's happening here, um, as opposed to navigating the world through the concepts. So I, I find that to be an interesting reflection, or you know, just to to when. So so what I'm suggesting is to not give yourself a hard time for recognizing this kind of flatness or treating people as objects, but use that as a kind of a signal or a kind of a, oh, that's what it feels like to have that 
person be a concept or have that person be an object? And what, what happens if I remember that that person is a being? So just, just to... I'm using that almost as a little wake-up bell, that, that sense of treating people as, uh, as objects. And, you know, I know that, that you, you were saying that you don't have that perspective so much, you know, that, that more... On Sunday, I think you said you had the, kind of the opposite thing of really orienting outwards. And as I talked about last night, I don't know if you could be here last night, but, um, you know, there's, there's this um, real... Uh, exploration around all the aspects of relationship, whether it's generosity or um, ethical conduct or this feeling of connection that uh, we not only stay connected or try to create or feel or understand a connection with other, but at the same time feel a connection with self. That it's not about giving yourself up or giving yourself over. So to, to, you know, that it's, it's got both. It's got both in it. So um, did you want to share something? I'm just going to... So, um, yeah, there is the possibility um, in being, you know, a mom with three kids where there's a lot of activity trying to be present for that um, I think your your um, tool, what you say, your tool of like when the kids get agitated, of taking them to the mind, to the to the bell, you know, it slows you all down a little bit, and that helps you all perhaps to to be there. Um, that's really helpful as a tool. And the the piece that I want to just also bring in, this is something that. Um, uh, hmm. One of my one of my uh, really um, one of the things that's really supported both my mindfulness practice in meditation and my mindfulness practice in the world is beginning to recognize that there's nothing that we can, that, that that is inherently a, something that cannot be we cannot be mindful of. You know, sometimes it feels like agitation or busyness. It's like well, when we're agitated and busy, we can't really be present for that because we're agitated and busy. And so that, that's an idea that's in the way. You know, just even the idea, oh, I can't be mindful when I'm rushing or can't be mindful when there's a lot going on. Um, that's an idea that gets in the way of the possibility of it happening. And so the first thing I'll say is it's possible. It is absolutely possible to have the mind in a chaotic state and like tumbling forward and confused and um, not knowing what's going on and know, wow, the mind is kind of chaotic right now. Um, so that, that uh, to, to just open to the possibility of what might it be to have mindfulness be here right in the midst of whatever is happening as opposed to having to change the situation in order to be mindful. So let that be a little bit of a koan, you know. How, okay, yeah, there's somebody at the door and this one wants lunch and, you know, it's like, whoa. Okay, what does whoa feel like? Okay, blah. You know, to just allow the mindfulness to kind of infuse that. And, you know, it, it's a little bit um, unfamiliar at first, 
because it's like taking the mindfulness into places where we're not used to being mindful. So it's a stretch. And just, I would just encourage and notice that, you know, if you, if you, if this thought arises to you, wow, it's really chaotic. Andrea said it was possible. What does that mean? It's just like, just whatever's obvious in that moment. It's like, you know, just whether it's the feeling of confusion or throwing up your hands or, you know, whatever's obvious in that moment. Just like, okay, you're, you're a present for that, ah, feeling. You know, just know that. And, see what happens as you begin to take in the the possibility that um, we can be mindful of chaos. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you.